What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. Today is Monday, the 29th of March, wrapping up March. Things are going by quick. I said this last week. It's like we're pretty much 25% done with 2021. You know, we're a quarter of the way through. Before you know it, we'll all be vaccinated, good to go, back at sporting events. But uh, on today's show, a little NHL talk. We'll talk about some recent news, some trades. You know, the trade deadline's coming up on uh, April 12th. So uh, we'll talk about some trades that have happened. What does it mean for certain teams who are involved? And uh, we'll take a look at some recent news as well, some scheduling updates. And then we'll wrap the show up by giving uh, our updated power rankings. So we'll give an updated top 10. And of course, I'll post our full power rankings to our Twitter account. Give us a follow if you aren't already at Sharp Angle Pod on Twitter. That's Sharp Angle Pod. And also give us a like on Facebook. I think we're going to try and get the old Facebook up and running again. It's been, <laughs> we just haven't posted to Facebook in a little bit, but we're doing a social media thing in April. So uh, go find Sharp Angle Podcast on Facebook as well. It's, uh, ow, oh my God, I'm getting this thing done. Sorry about that, folks. I'm getting this podcast done. And pretty early in the morning on Monday, and I drank a little bit too much yesterday. You know, I think that's fair to say. And I, I, I I smacked my elbow, and you know, it was one of those things where it hurt. Obviously, yesterday, but I was drinking, so it, you know, kind of delayed the effects. And this morning, I wake up, and it's just killing me. It's red a little bit. I don't know what I did. Like I'm hoping, obviously, that you know, it's just like a bruise or something. I don't know though. I mean, I I honestly think I like may have like chipped the end of my elbow. I I don't know, but it's excruciating. That's what I know. It's fine when I don't touch it, but then just now I just banged it again <laughs> on the fucking desk. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, um, you, it's like you know as long as I can handicap, it's good. I remember there was a point in my life uh, where I was playing competitive sports. You know, and it's like every injury keeps you off the field. So now you know once you're done with that, it's like okay, I can get hurt now. It's all good. As long as I can handicap, it's all right. Except I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to stay in a, you know, work on a computer for a long time. Anyway, God, you guys don't care about my elbow. But uh, if I do have any doctors listening, please, please let me know what's, if I need to get something done. Um, It's, I mean, this thing fucking kills right now. But uh, either way, let's get to some NHL talk. Little hockey talk. Some hockey talk. Um, there have been a couple trades recently in the NHL. Some trades this week, and I wanted to go through a couple of them, and we'll let you know the impact of both teams involved. Now, there have been three trades this week, and we do have an injury update that we'll get to, but uh, three trades, uh, the first of which uh, is between the Anaheim Ducks and Tampa Bay. Anaheim acquires Alexander Volkov from Tampa, and uh, the Ducks give up Antoine Morand and a seventh-round pick in 2023. This is not a huge deal for either team, right? This is more about the books, bouncing uh, uh, the numbers here. You know, losing Volkov doesn't impact Tampa at all. You don't downgrade at all. And getting Antoine Morand doesn't upgrade Anaheim. So, you know, a few things behind the scenes may impact the, the third, fourth lines, things like that. But this is more a move for the books and for the future. Uh, Montreal, this this is a big trade. Montreal gets Eric Stahl from Buffalo. So Buffalo, obviously, in rebuilding mode for the 19th time in the last 10 years, and they're getting rid of all their best players. And so Eric Stahl now gets to move to Montreal, who I'll admit, it's not like Montreal 
is, you know, they, they got off to that great start this season, but they're not doing great. They're floundering for sure in the Canadian division. But the good thing is there's only seven teams in the North, which is the Canadian division, and Montreal is still in fourth. I think Montreal makes the playoffs. I believe this is a playoff team, okay? I think in the North, Calgary, Vancouver, and Ottawa don't make the playoffs. So this was a great move for, for Montreal. They need to get back some of that momentum they had early and getting a forward like Eric Stahl, that does wonders. I mean, Eric Stahl was talking about this. He's jacked up. He's so excited to go to a team that's relevant, you know, and uh, that'll be great. So that, that that's a decent upgrade for Montreal getting Eric Stahl. Also, we're going to wrap up today's uh, podcast by going over some power ranking updates. As you guys know, I give out uh, the power ranking updates every once in a while on the show. Sometimes it's every week, sometimes it's every other week, whatever. But uh, there were enough changes this week that I thought we should uh, post those again. So give us follow, like I said before, on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, we'll post those after the show. But there have been some, been some serious changes this week in the power rankings, you know, whether it's trades injuries, normal power ranking changes. There's some big changes. So we'll talk about that at the end of the show. But this this certainly makes to, makes uh, Montreal better. Okay. Now, this hockey and the way I work, it's not really similar to football, you know, or even the NBA or basketball. Because in, in the NFL or in the NBA, when you acquire a player or when you trade for a player or when a player gets injured, what you can often do is say, this player is worth X amount of points, right? If Tom Brady gets hurt for for the Buccaneers, you know, he's probably worth six or seven points, okay? If LeBron James gets hurt for the LA Lakers, he's probably worth five or six points on on the court, okay? So you can say, okay, if the Lakers would have been a seven-point favorite and LeBron's out, now they're a two-point favorite. It's very linear. It's very identifiable when it's for football and, and, and basketball. Hockey, it's not like that. It's not like you can say, okay, you upgrade... Montreal this amount because they get Eric Stahl, right? So it's a little more ambiguous, but Montreal for sure getting better in my power rankings from this trade alone. They moved from 15th to 12th. Pretty good jump from one trade. And the last trade since we spoke last uh, last Monday, the LA Kings of Fire acquire Brendan Lemieux from the New York Rangers, and they give New York a fourth round pick in next year's draft. So uh, look, Brendan Lemieux, Decent overall player. Let's see where Daily Faceoff has him ranked. Uh, I like Daily Faceoff. They have all the line combinations, and with that comes the line rankings. So you can kind of see uh, where these lines are ranked, and it goes one level deeper and actually ranks players uh, for all for uh, e- each individual position throughout the league. So let's go to LA Kings. Let's see if they have this updated, actually. LA Kings, Brennan Lemieux. No, they haven't updated it. Um... Do, do, do. Maybe he's still on uh, New York in this. Let's see quickly. Hang on, folks. Work with me here. All right, New York Rangers. The Rangers. The Rangers. All right. Um, No, he's nowhere to be seen. He's poof, gone. Anyway, he's good. It's just, it's. Uh, I don't know what he's going to be ranked according to Daily Faceoff, but the point is, Brendan Lemieux, it's a slight upgrade. It's not like it's going to take the Kings over the top or anything like that. What the Kings need is more production from guys who we expect it from right now. Like Ayafalo, Dustin Brown, Anze Kopitar. They, they need to start producing. And once that happens, guys like Brendan Lemieux can fill in fine. But those are the three trades that happened last week. 
The Kings-Rangers trade, not a huge deal. The Ducks-Lightning trade, not a huge deal. But Montreal getting Eric Stahl is a big deal. And uh, that's going to make Montreal certainly better in that race in the Canadian division. All right, let's get to some other NHL news. They have announced some scheduling changes, and it's nothing major, but they are extending the season just a bit. And a lot of these games that have been uh, needed to be rescheduled, pushed back, things like that, they're moved now to the end of April, early May. So the season... Uh, again, going to wrap up uh, early May. That may be now closer to from early to like mid-May. So, you know, I'm not going to go through every game. It looks like it would sound like this. Game 498, Edmonton at Montreal, scheduled for March 22nd, is now scheduled for March 30th at 7 p.m. Game 714, Washington-Boston, scheduled for April 20th, is now scheduled for April 30th, or is now scheduled for April 11th at 7 p.m. So there's a lot of changes that have gone on. And if you guys want these specifically, it's easy. Go to NHL.com, and on the main page, you can find uh, the regular season schedule updates. But there have been updates. The season is extended just a little bit. Not a huge deal for any particular team. But if you look right now at the standings and how many teams have played how many games... There's, you know, there's a substantial difference in some of these teams. You know, you look at uh, uh, the Boston Bruins or uh, the Montreal Canadiens. They've played 31 games. And then you look at Vancouver and Anaheim and, you know, they're playing 37 games, you know. Uh, Nashville, Chicago, Detroit, they'll have 36. So there's a big difference. You know, if you look right now at Boston, that's, by the way, if you can find Boston in some futures markets, there's some good prices right now on the Bruins to win the cup. I don't think the futures market's doing a great job of accounting how many games these teams have played. And I know that's simple. It should be easy, but it's not being accounted for. Right now, the first place team in the East has played 35 games, okay? Well, Boston has played four fewer games, and they're 11 points back, okay? If they win all four games they need to make up, they'll now be in first place. So the amount of games you played is a big deal. And some of these teams who are getting their games pushed back, you know, you wonder, if you cram in all these games right before the playoffs, will that negatively impact those teams? Will the NHL again change the the schedule to, to accommodate that? I'm not sure. But uh, there have been some changes recently. And, you know, some of these teams getting these games rescheduled back, uh, you know, mid-May, early May. All right, I think that does it for the trades and the news. Let's talk some power rankings. I will go over my top 10. And like I said, give us a follow on Twitter and Facebook. On Facebook, search Sharp Angle Podcast. And on Twitter, find us at Sharp Angle Pod. And I will post the complete rankings after today's show. But number 10 on our newest rankings is Carolina. A lot of people love Carolina. I think I've been behind on them for a long time now, but 10th overall, not bad, you know, certainly uh, when you look at the rankings, they are definitely 10th. They're not close to Minnesota or Philly and uh, 10th overall, Carolina. Number nine, Minnesota, and they have certainly skyrocketed up these rankings. They were 10th last week. They're very good. Um, not so sure about tonight's game. You know, it's it's, it's funny. They're not going to win every single game. They have an interesting scheduling uh kind of deal tonight they go at san jose but either way minnesota's look very good good uh defensively if they just improve at home right now if i separate it home road rankings let's see minnesota is they're 18th in the league in terms of being a home team so if they just improve the way they play at home things will get you know better even even better but the minnesota number nine overall number eight is philadelphia and this is interesting because philadelphia I don't, you know, has had a really up and down couple of weeks. And if you're in Philly, 
the sky is falling right now. But honestly, the sky is always falling in Philadelphia, right? It's like the year after they won their Super Bowl, it's, you know, people are wanting major changes. It, nothing lasts in Philadelphia. You know, they, they, they boo Santa Claus in Philly. But they're still eighth overall. And what I do with my power rankings is I don't get on here and there is 0% bias. That's what I love about these rankings is if I made these myself, there's no way I'd have Philly a top 10 team, but my numbers say Philly is number eight. So, you know, I think having a good power ranking system is good because you can avoid all your biases and we're human beings. We can't shed that. You know, that's part of being a human is having biases. So if you have a system like this, you know, it will help. And Philadelphia, let's keep in mind, their roster is not that bad. They're getting healthy. Yes, they've had a rough stretch. Yes, they may make a coaching change, but this isn't all of a sudden some bad team. Philadelphia, number eight. Number seven, the Winnipeg Jets. Consistency has been an issue the last couple of years for Winnipeg. Not an issue this year. As a matter of fact, I'll give out a free pick on today's show. I like Minnesota even money tonight on the road at Calgary. So Winnipeg, number seven overall in our rankings. Number six, Toronto. And uh, Toronto had a huge lead in the Central for a while. And then they kind of let that slip. So uh, Toronto, I shouldn't say the Central. I should say the uh, the North. Uh, Toronto had a huge lead, and they've kind of let that slip. Right now, the rankings are the standings in the North. Toronto's in first with 46 points. Winnipeg in second with 44 points. Edmonton third with 43 points. So it's really close there in the top three. But I do believe Toronto is certainly the best team in that race. Uh, they're playing very well this year. Sixth overall, I think, is is a good rating. So uh, Toronto number six. Number five, the biggest jump from last week to this week. And honestly, it wasn't... You know, some of these teams are really close. You know, if you get a, a very, very small adjustment, you may get a team falling from like 8th to 12th. So even though the numbers change um, pretty substantially, maybe week to week, it doesn't mean there's a giant change within the teams. But Washington, the Capitals, last week, I think they were 11th or 12th. They're 5th this week in the power rankings. And it's not just because they've won 9 of 10 or 10 of 11, whatever it is. It's because this team is very good. You know, uh, Peter Lavoyalette, I can never get his name right, who used to be in uh, Nashville. He's really got them playing well. They're deep. They play defense. When they get together and their second and third lines are clicking offensively, this team's near unstoppable. So Washington, uh, fifth overall. Number four, the Tampa Bay Lightning, a team who's been number one in my rankings for a long time, just dealing with so many injuries. And some teams, this look, everyone's dealing with injuries and COVID concerns, things like that. But the reality is there's some teams who are just dealing more with it than other teams. And if you look at Tampa Bay right now and, and what they've been going through, not with COVID necessarily, but with injuries and some players on their roster, they're banged up. Okay, If you look at their injuries right now, Anders Nielsen, Nikita Kucherov, Michael Ste- uh, Mitchell Stevens, Ryan McDonough, and Eric Cernak. They're all out. That's five really important players who are impactful on that team who are out. So... Tampa Bay is certainly one of the better teams when they're healthy, but they're not healthy. So they've fallen to fourth overall. You know, it's not a huge fall from grace, but uh, Tampa Bay, number four. Number three, the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas has uh, shown that, man, they get things done at home. Maybe one of the, let's see, are they the best home team? They're the second best home team in the NHL, according to my home rankings. They're very good. And for a long time, it's funny. I thought that teams always went to Vegas, and maybe the Golden Knights had a bit of a home ice advantage because, look, it's Vegas, you know, especially with a new team. These players aren't used to it. They may go drink a little bit, party, gamble, and they're playing hockey the next day. I always thought that may have been the reason, but then this year, 
with COVID, these players aren't allowed to go out. They're not really allowed to gamble. They're pretty much quarantined. It's the same thing. So I think Vegas is just a very, very good home team, and they play very well on their home ice. Not the best road team, but look, they're great defensively. You know, they're scoring this year. You know, that's the biggest thing that's improved from last year to this year is their offense. So Vegas, very good team, number three overall. Number two, the Boston Bruins. And I talked about them earlier in some futures markets. Right now, the Boston is cheap. You know, you can get them anywhere from 10 to 1 to 15 to 1 in the futures markets, which is disrespectful for a team as talented as Boston. Second overall in my rankings are getting healthy, great staff, great deep roster. Come playoff time, Boston's going to be one of those teams that you do not want to play. And right now, for my ranking, second overall, I've got no problem with it whatsoever. If you look, however, at the futures market, the they don't think Boston belongs in the top five. You know, they've got teams like Colorado, Vegas, Tampa, even Washington, Toronto, Winnipeg ahead of Boston. So Boston, I think, is clearly being disrespected at this point in the season, and they're number two overall in my rankings. And number one, the Colorado Avalanche, and uh, this team, bang, you talk about Tampa Bay, how they're dealing with injuries. Same thing with Colorado. For, you know, about a month there, they were one of the most injured teams in the entire league. And on top of that, there were a couple of COVID concerns they were dealing with. But they've gotten Kel McCarr back. They've gotten uh, Sam Gerrard back. Devin Taves has returned from his injury. They still have got a couple guys out. Bowen Byram, Eric Johnson, two very impactful defenders, out. Matt Calvert, out. Their backup goalie, Pavel Bob, Pavel Franceau, out. But having said all that, they traded for Jonas Johansson. That's going to help this team. And just from front to back, you know, I've got no issues with the Colorado Avalanche being number one in my rankings. And it's not too much of a difference between Colorado and Boston, but those are two clearly uh, the two best teams in the NHL. So, all right, that does it for the power rankings, news updates, trade updates. And we're going to put a bow on today's show with that. So thanks so much for listening. Remember to uh, find us wherever you listen and give us a rating. We're trying to get the ratings up. Tell your friends. And uh, yeah, appreciate everything you guys do. So this has been the Sharp Angle Podcast. We'll talk to you tomorrow.